Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and Clarence Black in the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. Welcome in. Uh, appreciate you guys being with us. Lots of stuff going on, trying to go on as well. Uh, obviously, baseball is trying to make a comeback here. They put a date out of July, maybe July 4th, to be their new opening day. And uh, we talked about basketball earlier in our last show and how Shaquille O'Neal, George Carl, just a couple of voices coming out saying, look, guys, let's just scrap the year. Yeah. Let's move on. And uh, you kind of agree. I do, man. And, but I only agree because at this point now you have to start thinking about your assets as players. And the beautiful thing about shutting everything down is everybody can then just decompress and come back. If you shut everything down now, you can control everything. Your players can go be right. healthy. Everybody knows what's going to happen for the next five months until you get to training camp. You can see what happens. Instead of spending resources and possible, the worst thing, that the only thing that can come from this would be injuries. Yeah. And for what? Well, we don't know. They're trying you know, Adam Silver, I think they're in great hands with yeah. Adam Silver. and They were the first league to notice what the heck was going on yeah, with this COVID, man. and they absolutely. stepped back. And absolutely. the NBA is a smart, and they're, it's a great product. I, I think what Shaq is saying is the same thing I'm saying, which is you're not going to have a recognized champion. And if it's a tournament, you, then maybe you take each team or you take the top ten playoff team. But whatever it is, it's not going to be something the entire right. There's an asterisk yeah. next to it anyway. And, 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 and that's the same thing Steve Kerr said is, what am I going to put on the floor and why? I still wouldn't mind watching a little bit of a tournament called the David Stern yeah. uh, Memorial Tournament. Uh, if they can pull it off. If not, we'll just wait. But their teams are doing a lot of other great things too. Yeah. And the Pistons are one of the best that do it. They've always been the best that do it and uh well we welcome in charlie metzger executive vice vice president chief marketing officer of the detroit pistons he joins us tom Mazaway, clarence black welcome in charlie tom and clarence how are you guys today good man how are you doing <clears throat> we're doing fine uh, like everybody adjusting to kind of the, the uh, new norm but uh we're yep. doing okay it's great and uh you guys have always done stuff here in the city and uh it doesn't stop. It started back in March 13th when Blake Griffith, he committed up to 100000 bucks to helping the Little Caesars Arena people. Langston Galloway, of course, doing a lot of stuff. Dwayne Casey, Rick Mahorn, who we had on here just a couple of weeks ago. Everyone is out there in the community. But what you're doing lastly here is teaming up with McDonald's for the Motor City Frontline Meals Program. Charlie, tell us a little bit about that. Well, that's exactly right, Maz. What we're doing, it started actually yesterday, is for all of the – frontline workers in the city. That includes healthcare workers, Detroit police, Detroit fire, paramedics, EMTs, DDOT bus drivers. We are offering in a partnership with McDonald's breakfast on us uh, starting Monday and running through the entire month of May. And um, it's, it's, you know, just our way of being able to say thank you so much for these frontline workers that are doing, a, you know, unbelievable job above and beyond what they do anyway. But in this this uh, pandemic uh, time, and uh, we just want to do our small part to be able to say, you know, start your day off right, uh, go through one of the 28 McDonald's that are in the city, and uh, breakfast is on us. I can go for a, I can go for one right now. To be honest, I'm always in the mood for, the, for an egg McMuffin. I mean, who who doesn't want an egg McMuffin? Mad, you'd have to you'd have to you'd have to show a, a police badge or something. I don't have sure that. I don't have that, Charlie. But maybe maybe Clarence. Right. He's he's an army man. Maybe yeah. he can get something. 
And I, and I do want to say... We'll, we'd be happy to give clearance as breakfast. All right, Hey, good. Charlie, so listen, I also want to say thank you to you guys for everything that you do, Hoops for Troops and, and everything else, man. You guys are huge supporters of the military, and so I know me and my unit and all our guys have, have benefited from it. So uh, just a, a side thank you, you know, from us to you on the military front, you know, for everything that you guys do. Well, you got it. And, and truthfully, I mean, I've been asked about how did all this start? And I was thinking about it actually in, in um, kind of getting ready to talk to you guys. And I pulled out, you know, our vision statement and I'll read it to you. But this is pre-pandemic um, and it is to use the power of basketball to unite, entertain and create positive change. And while we are obviously always trying to do everything we can to win on basketball court, and that's the overall vision, um, outside of the court, being involved with things like Hoops for Troops and all the things that we can do to be able to do our part to give back. That's really, you know, that before the pandemic, just amplified those efforts and trying to do our part to, to, to help where we can. That's awesome. Charlie Metzger joins us from the Pistons, Executive Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer. And just talking about the latest and greatest things that they're doing, providing free breakfast to Detroit police, fire, paramedics, EMTs, health workers, bus drivers, every day during May here in Detroit. 28 McDonald's restaurants here. Clarence? Charlie, for you, I guess, as, as you're looking at this and the NBA is looking at a, a lot of different you know, possibilities, you know, what would, what would you like to see happen from you know from your standpoint what do you think will be best for the nba and then specifically what will be best for the pistons here you know in, in terms of of what might possibly happen listen i um those decisions are going to get made at uh the league level and, and i caught a little bit of the end of what you guys were talking about in the earlier segment and we're in great hands with adam silver and yep. So they're analyzing all sorts of different options. Um, certainly, we all want to be playing basketball, but um, first and foremost, and on every call we start with all of our employees and, and the league starts, first and foremost is the health and safety of all of our players, fans, workers. And so, so really, that is the guiding principle. And, um, you know, there's lots of different options that they're looking at, but, um, you know, the those decisions will get made at the league level, and, and you know, obviously as part of the league, we'll follow the, that direction. Charlie, I have to ask you this, too. So I, I know I'm assuming you don't live in a bubble. So have you been watching The uh, the Last Dance? Oh, of course I've been watching <laughs> The Last Dance. So what, what has been, I got to ask you, what's been the uptick on Piston merchandise, specifically maybe quote-unquote vintage merchandise <laughs> since, all, since the last dance came out? Because I tell you what, man, everywhere I look I'm now, they're talking, to, they're talking about the Pistons, specifically the, uh, the 89 and 90 teams. Well, you can't go anywhere without people, you know, when you say you're from Detroit or anything <laughs> to do with the Pistons, what comes up is the bad boys. And so I do think that you know, for everybody right now, missing sports, the last dance, no matter what side of the fence you're on. I happened to live in Chicago um, during the time that some of that was going on. So I look at it a little bit differently now, uh, being involved with the Pistons. But um, there's no question that the storylines behind the 88-89 team and all the things that, you know, Jordan had to do to get through that team. I think, you know, there's two sides to every story, as we all know. But it's been fabulous to be able to watch that. And um, I think ESPN is doing a great job. I like how all us Detroiters and I, all over Twitter, all over Facebook, are just hammering 
Michael Jordan and the Bulls because of their rendition of what really <laughs> happened back then when they finally yeah. beat us. <laughs> yeah, I saw something from Kevin McHale, I think, yeah. yesterday. So it's not only Detroiters, guys. Yep. It's the Boston guys. He's like, uh, you know, no, we didn't shake hands back then. Kevin McHale's like, I wouldn't have wanted to shake the Bulls' hands. They were a bunch of whiners. So <laughs> it was. It's great to hear and it's great to see. And you know what? Back in April, you guys put out a great video. We're gonna play it after we say goodbye to you. I know you got a full day, but we're gonna play it. You guys had the Detroit Youth Choir, the rendition of "Stand by Me." for all the health care workers, and a $250,000 grant to the Community Foundation for Southeast Michigan, the COVID-19 relief. All the great Piston guards Dang. showing up on there. I loved when Rick, when uh, Rip Hamilton took off his mask. and so, I mean, I got the chills watching that thing. And we're going to play it, Charlie, but how great was that? It really was great. And, and you know, to be able to bring everybody together, and, and the story behind it is um, – we had uh, the opportunity to have the Detroit Youth Choir perform for us during Black History Month, and they just are such an incredible group. And so when all of this started to happen, um, really is Arn Tellum's idea to be able to, you know, see if we could pull those, that, that group together. And then obviously with Derek and Isaiah and Rip and Chauncey and Joe and Dave Bing, you know, you just um, – it, it, to, to see everybody like that coming together and obviously in support of all the, the healthcare workers, it, you know, it, it did. I mean, we had a lot of people telling us exactly what you just said, Matt. They got goosebumps. It's amazing. And we're going to play it once we say goodbye to you. Last thing uh, for you, uh, Little Caesars Arena, compared to the Palace mm -hmm. and all those great days back then, how has it been going for you guys? Well, we love Little Caesars Arena. I mean, it's a state-of-the-art facility, I think, You've been to games there, oh, and, God, yeah. and anytime you have an opportunity to to play in a brand new arena, um, we love it. I mean, we now we love the Palace, so don't get me wrong. We had almost thirty great years there. And the Palace, from a physical standpoint, was fantastic. It was yep. still in really good shape, but we needed to be and are thrilled to be in the city of Detroit. That's where we belong. And uh, Little Caesars is our home, and we're, we're happy to be there. And we're, we've also, uh, I think you probably know, we opened up a brand the, new yep, the practice, beautiful practice facility, facility. performance center yes. um, earlier this year, actually late last year. So we're all in on the city of Detroit and, and uh, thrilled to be part of the, the rebirth and everything, all the positive things that are happening in the city. And that was used for COVID relief as well here in Detroit, am I, am I correct? Well, it was an option at one yeah. point when the Army Corps of Engineers were looking at different um, places, either for hospital workers to stay or for patients, and they ended up um, going to the TCF Center. But yep. yeah, we were uh, they. It was a, it was a possibility that they were going to use our facility. Well, I tell you what, Charlie, I was there at the last home game. I, ironically, I'm I'm yep, safe. The Utah everybody. game. I was at the Utah, but I tell you what, man, that place mm -hmm. that that was as that was as awesome. And palace-like an atmosphere, and I don't know why, but it was like that was the that's probably like the maybe the second time I was like, okay, I can see it, you know, I can I can mm -hmm. really see it. It was rocking. They're the entertainment leaders. They always were. It's just the it way when you, go, when you go to a game. It's a great game. It, yeah, and if you if you were able to attend either of the playoff games, and I think when Blake came out, you know, the in uh, game three, I guess. It yeah. Was, you know, that place was just electric. And yep. so it's got the ability. We know we've got some work to do to, to, to win some fans back. But I think the building itself is, is beautiful. And, you know, we look forward to 
when the time is right, getting back in front of uh, all those all those uh, diehard pistols. I only got I only got one more thing, Charlie, and it's because I'm a hardcore fan. Look, man, I, I don't know who you got to get to. But we got to get rid of them orange shirts, man. When the Pistons and the and when the Pistons play, I need to I need the people, you know, I need them to be in in red, man. Them, them orange shirts, them driving me crazy. <laughs> All right, well, we, listen, we will put that in the ideas portion. <laughs> no, ideas, are, we're taking ideas from everybody, so, right. so we, you know, we we like that. Yeah, man, the Pistons red, Red Wings red. Why are these people walking around in this Little Caesars orange? Like, no. Well, it's Little Caesars, man. No, no. All right, take it easy. (laughs) Charlie, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. All right, thank you, guys. And uh, if we can do anything else to help you, please let me know. You bet. Keep up the great work. breakfast. Thanks, man. Line it up, man. Charlie Metzger, executive vice president uh, for the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons. Hey, look, man, props to Kevin Grigg. Man, been there. Just he's a staple. KG, of KG course. KG is staple, man. Sharp dressed man walking around like he owns the place. <laughs> I love it, man. I've had my best times in the media yeah. have always been at a Pistons game. Oh, always far, man. been at a Pistons game. Class, first class yeah. from the days of uh, Mr. Davidson to, to right but now. But you know, I, I I have been hard on it. I'm a, I'm hard on LCA because I, 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 I grew up at the Palace, man. Yeah. I was, you know, I was like, and let's face palace. it. Let's face it. It was built for the wings, and the Pistons Dead. were a second choice. Yes. And it was, it's sad that they didn't get together right at the beginning so they could have had exactly 50-50 well, split yeah. on that and we'll, I mean, look, man, we celebrated championships yeah. at the Palace. Champ, I mean, champ, WNBA champ, yeah. championships. championships. And so, Charlie's right, man. I think when they if, when they when it turns, oh, God, yeah. when this thing turns, it's going to turn hard. Listen, for man, the wings, too. For the wings, my too. My kids are already in love with going to the game. I'm so happy yeah. that I had them fall in love with Piston basketball. They yeah. love going. And I took them to probably five games. The right. girls themselves. They don't mind me. Yeah. And when I was there for the Raptors game, and I know the Raptors fans took over, but it was and we got, and we lost. We got blown out, but it was exciting, man. That place was exciting. Those Raptor fans come in, man. They just take over the place. We we the North. It became uh, unfortunately it became Little Caesars Arena. So make sure you check it out. Go to any of the 28 McDonald's locations inside the city of Detroit. All first responders, healthcare workers, DDOT bus drivers. Uh, free choice of breakfast, Egg McMuffin, McGriddles, the whole nine yards, coffee, drink, compliments of the Detroit Pistons. You do need your valid ID, uh, employee ID, to, to get that. So free breakfast, man, from now to the end of the, end of the month of May. May. So good That's stuff. Just great team doing great things, man. So getting back to where we were and yeah. Shaquille O'Neal kind of stepping out and saying, hey, let's just put a pin in this thing and call it a day. I personally, I told you, I'll stick with it. I want the David Stern Memorial Tournament. Just maybe the top six teams. Forget the eight, the seven, and eight. They don't win. Give me the top six teams. If you want the top four teams in each league, play it out, mix it up. Best against the, the you know, best record against second best all the way through. East, West, mix them up, play a tournament, play a month. Was Shaq speaking? Just as Shaq, or had he already? You think he already talked to some of his? I think some he of knows. His buddies? I think he knows. Because you know, let's face it, he's got the players' ears. Yeah. They're going to tell him what's up. And Shaq, he don't hold back, man. He's he's becoming would from you, hanging out with Chuck you, Barkley. Would you want? He's, he's hanging out. Would you man. want to be a champion? The champion of the David Stern? Yeah, I would. Tournament. I still would. If you're so, let's just take a random team, right? Let's take yeah. Philly. You're. You're Gordon, or not Gordon, you're um, Ben Simmons yeah. and Joel Embiid. And you can end your season now, get some rest, relax, 
no more basketball until the fall or you go and play this tournament. I'm playing. With, with let's say, they say eight to nine of your sixer. Because maybe the whole team doesn't go. Okay. That's fine. Or if you're Joel Embiid, and let's say Ben Simmons' agent, let's say Ben is his, his agent say, no, we're out. Because that's the other thing okay. is what what do these let's say you take six did the players have are they contractually obligated to play I mean I don't know what holds up contractually anymore because we are in a global pandemic okay I got something better for you now please I, I all right how about this yeah how much did we love the All Star game last the, oh it was awesome okay best East team against the best West team best of seven best of seven. Would you watch it? I'd watch that. Damn right you would. And not only that. If they play that hard. Now the players that want to play, yeah. that are worthy, get in. Or, I don't know, two teams from the East, two teams from the West. I, I don't know. But I know part, the Lakers want to win a championship, even if it's in yeah. quotations, even if there's an um, asterisk next to it. Yeah, but I think that's also because they just don't. They know they can't just waste. Don't you think the Clippers want to play? Physically waste LeBron. I, I'd see. I don't know Kawhi. I I can see Kawhi Leonard. Today's the right anniversary now. of Kawhi's shot last yes, year. Yes, I know the one that bounced four times on the rim against Philly and eliminated Kawhi, him. So Kawhi's been banged up. Paul George has been banged up. Yeah, but they're healthy now. They're healthy now. They've been out two months. But do they want to have some asterisk thing yes. next to like what they're is athletes? That? They want to play. I think that the beauty of this sport is the survival of eighty-two game regular season, the playoffs, the all the that shot, all of that, the journey, the historic journey of the first, second conference finals, finals, the the journey of the rounds, is why we watch. And without that journey, without that, without being able to say you you did that, I get it, man. Global pandemic, but I mean, you're the COVID nineteen NBA champion. I mean, so what do you? I, I, I'd play. It's the least amount of players on any sport. It's on a basketball team. It's the least chance of you getting a, a, a disease, a virus. I would think that's the least. It's chance. not that. It's it's the it's the odds. If of, you're if, all healthy, if you get hurt now, because remember, some teams will be done. They will basically be done right now. We, they would be. They would be done. Yeah. The Pistons sees so everyone not in the playoffs right now. It's your off season. Long ago. Long ago, yeah. end of end of April, they were done. Earlier than that, beginning of April. Okay, they're already in the late playoffs yes. right now. So to Steve Kerr's point, we are we were shutting yes. down operations. Yes, those teams are those out. Those teams are out. They're done. But the teams that keep going now, you talk about finishing something up around August. Yeah, are you serious? So what? Maybe you don't have to finish it at all. You contractually Listen. obligate them to play, and then what? Not start the season. Now you're talking about two. Two short seasons because you can't come. You can't play eighty-two on the back end of this. I don't want eighty-two. I want them to start in June sometime. Okay. And play a tournament. No, I'm saying the next go season. I'm talking about next 2021. season. I don't even care about next season. You could start next season in January. Really? As far as I'm concerned. So you're gonna. It's only two months. You're gonna sacrifice November and December. You're gonna sacrifice two seasons so that you can squeeze out the end of one without a true. Yeah, because you don't need eighty-two games to play. You don't need them. I've been the guy that says play 50, play 60 games, then play more playoffs. I don't want regular season games. I don't want 162 baseball games. I want 140. That's enough to get a champion as far as I'm concerned. Football, 17 weeks, 18 weeks, I'll play. <laughs> That's only week. It's only weeks. Okay. 
Hockey, okay. give me 60 games. I don't want 82. I okay. think it's the best time now to reevaluate all of it. All of it. And you know what? If you want a freaking salary cap in every sport, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't care. Fifty. You want to. You want to cut thirty-two NBA Easy. games off the schedule. Yes, I always did. Why? Because I don't want regular season basketball. It bores me. Okay. You're gonna watch the last two months of a basketball season when your team is in last place. Who gives a damn? I'm saying sixty games. That's twenty-two games. That's nothing. How about okay? How about sixty games, and then the non-playoff teams have their own tournament to see for the who's number one be pick. To see who's going to get in. How about for the number one pick? Oh, that'd be How awesome. about the dregs well, play out for the number one pick? Not bad. Single game elimination. Yeah. Play. The best of three. Because then there's no dumping. None. And we we make it more like soccer, where it's just you but compete you know might until be the fun? end. You know what might be fun? If you there's no dumping, you're playing for that number one pick, there might be a team that's like, hey, let's not make the playoffs. Let's play in the... The loser bracket and get the number one <laughs> pick. The number one you know, pick. There's so much that could, that could spin off of that. There is. It'll be man. fun. You mean like the late look? Like, hey, LeBron, take the season off. We're gonna go get Zion. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of Zion, yeah. Supposedly he got illegal benefits. No. To go to Duke. Zion got some money, yes. or somebody somebody associated with Zion got his, some money. His former marketing agent, oh, Gina Ford, for Prime Sports. Said, See, she already sounds shady. He received money, benefits, favors, and other things of value. In other words, he she wants him to admit that his mother and father received illegal benefits for him to go to Duke. They are suing him for $100 million. They're suing Zion because he quit on them one month into his five-year contract to go sign with CAA. So they want him to admit that he took money. They're they're dropping their pants too because they're involved in this. What what says you? I mean, are we shocked? But it's supposedly Duke is on this high echelon. They don't pay you to play. And some people are saying Shashevsky had no idea about this. So when did he sign the contract? He signed a contract with him and a month later but he's, he he, left. If he signed this contract as an amateur, um that's the question. How old was he when he signed the contract? And I'm not a law. I'm, I don't, well, he's I don't 19 know the law when he came out. But when did he – so it's the issue is when did he sign it? Because if he signed it as a pro and this is just a company – I mean, you can say whatever, but it's about the evidence. And you're talking about Duke. And I, I think this is – this sounds to me like a company that's just – this is the scorned girlfriend. Yeah. Like I think this company just wants a couple million to go away, settle this. But you don't believe that when you sue somebody for it, you're suing the kid for a hundred million dollars. So you're suing him for future earnings, maybe or lost earnings that you're not going to get by having Zion as a client. But it, I don't know why the kid fired you, and I don't know who looked. He had some lawyers look at this and say, "Yeah, we can get you out of this contract." Yeah. So he didn't just CAA. walk out of this like, yeah, yeah. Like somebody said, said yeah, we got. You. And well, he's like, well, his... "I signed this contract." He's like, "Nah, we get you out of that." Whoever the big wheel is at CAA, yeah. player-wise, probably right. said, you don't want that crap. You come, yeah. come with me. Come with but me. he walked away after a month. So they are suing him. And I don't blame them for going after for, if he um, signed a five-year deal. Yeah. But the money, obviously, people get paid to go to school. Right. Now, Jimmy King, he's on another planet. He says no. He didn't get anything. And I believe him after all these years. Yeah. That Michigan didn't give him anything. They're the only team that didn't offer him anything. 
accept an education, and that's what he took, and that's yeah. what he got. And we'll talk to him in a couple of minutes. I want to ask him about. Well, this remember, as well. like they had already won, so Steve didn't have the they didn't have the pressure of needing to win with the Fab Five. They'd already won, right? So it, it well, they won years years a couple 89. of years prior to that. Yeah, yeah. but he fish he wasn't fish wasn't a coach that was sitting there like, man, I got to get this one. Yeah, but fish was it was that. Bill Frieder. Fish took over after. Yeah, but it was still he still won it. Like he still like showed that he could coach a team. Oh God, yeah, he's what a he terrific did, coach. Listen, what he did is still one of the ridiculous coaching jobs ever yeah ever what he did was ridiculous because that was not a that was not a team that people thought would win and he came in and changed everything like that does not happen man that 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 does not happen that is those are low odds of success what what happened there and if they only took it off the sheet just one time if they only beat carolina they should have beat carolina yeah Man, but it, that's still st- that was my first my first year here in Michigan it was ninety three. Yeah. I think that was my first week in yeah. Michigan, and that championship game came out, and I was sitting at home in my new place in Detroit watching it, and I was so invested in that yeah. team. I loved that love that team. Love that team, man. Love that team. But uh, no, it'll it'll be this whole thing will eventually go. Away. It's too much money involved around this kid. Somebody's gonna make them go away. We'll talk more coming up uh, later in the week. Make sure you join us coming up. For Jimmy King and Terry Foster, plenty more on that. We got Last Dance to talk about too. Did Michael Jordan's gambling? It's I guess, I guess it's okay. They said everything is okay on on the Last Dance. I guess we got to believe them. I guess it's cool. Jordan's a dick. He is, but it's fun watch. <laughs> Thanks to Angel. Thanks to uh, David in the back, of course. Uh, our man uh, Scotty Mac, Stevie Mac, at home. He's dying to come to work. So, Stevie McDonald, we'll see you one of these days here, kid. Thanks for everything. Uh, Clarence, thanks for coming in. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, talk to you soon. Be good, man. Be good, man. King and Foster coming up next. It's Tom Azoway, Clarence Black, right here on The Wrap on NRM Streamcast.